Welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, where we cover sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. And uh, I want to start things off by saying that, you know, we're actually pretty humbled and uh, appreciative of the reaction we've received on the new Facebook page we posted last week. I think we're up to, within a matter of a few days, we're up to like 60 likes, 62 follows, something as last time I looked at it in the last day or two. So we appreciate, you know, everyone's support and uh, the interest they've shown and all this stuff. And we'll keep updating, you know, with different pictures and you know uh, music playlists and things of that nature and hopefully once uh COVID gets out of the way <clears throat> we'll have some some new stuff to put up there and we'll just be rehashing old things <laughs> so all right let's jump right into the weekend wrap uh, as we normally call it the good the bad and the ugly but this week is the cranky corner edition because hasn't been a whole lot good about the last week in the sports world for for Logan but um Dustin, if you want to start it off and start us off on a uh, little bit more positive note before I bitch for about two minutes. Okay, <laughs> I can do that. Um, well, my good is uh, last week I mentioned the Colony Grill, and I was like, hey, we're going to be eating a lot of pizza from there. Um, as a reminder, this place, like they have four locations in Connecticut, one in New York, and they just opened up one in Arlington, Virginia. Well, in four days, we had four pizzas from the Colony Grill. So uh that was good you know my wife is happy i like the pizza you know that was that's a positive uh the other good i'd like to point out is carolina lost last week always a good week in carolina losing. go to hell carolina go to hell <laughs> so fsu played a really good first half and then they were pretty terrible in the second half carolina decided to show up like they did in the second half but it wasn't quite enough and uh you know, I guess in support of FSU, but also a little bit in defense of Carolina. What we do need to remember while we get grumpy about where FSU is at these days, that team currently is made up of two top 10 and two top 20 recruiting classes. Mike Norvell is, by all accounts, a solid coach who is changing the culture and is going to, over time, get them better talents there. They're going to win some games. I mean, even it is ones F- we don't expect. It is FSU, so they got that to help them recruit. Yeah. So that and free shoes. Yeah. But either way, Carolina lost. We're happy about that. <laughs> 75% of us, anyway. Um, <laughs> Sounds like that's your ugly of the week, your ugly attitude. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my positive attitude. Um, bad, I just little shout out to Devin Leary. That sucks. He, uh, and for anyone who de- doesn't know, he's the QB for NC State. Uh, Duke, in the game against Duke this past week, he had a leg injury, and I think I've seen, what, four to eight weeks. So that basically means the season's over, most likely. Um, really sucks for them. They were playing good football with him. So uh, I'm sad to see it. Uh, you don't, we don't like to see anybody get hurt and be out. Um, also, I think uh, Notre Dame wow, they pretty underperformed for the alleged number four team in the country. Um, I know Louisville isn't – I think Louisville has potential, but, you know, Notre Dame should have been, had at, scored more than 12 points against their defense. Um, ugly, uh, you know, Duke had a 17-7 lead almost at the halftime and then blew that game against NC State. They continued the uh, turnover train. It had three more. So we're up to 22 on the season for those at home who want to keep count. 11 picks thrown by Chase Bryce. So about halfway through the season, we're only six away from last season's total. Um, if you go back to our uh, preseason preview of the ACC and all the praise we were uh, heap throwing on uh, Chase Bryce, those are some ice-cold takes at this point. <laughs> Pretty much. And hopefully this is the bad year to – be a good year next year but who knows um and then you lastly i'm sure others will throw a little you know heat this way but Syracuse lost to liberty come on <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what else to say some of so, us picked that <laughs> yeah i picked it i just come on <laughs> anyway that's those are the things that kind of stood out to me from the you know past week or so All right. So, uh, yeah, Morgan, take it away. Good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. Well, let's start with the good. Um, Also throw a shout-out to to new things as well, opening up as well. Um, Biddy and Boo opening up their next franchise in D.C., which I think is pretty amazing from where they started. 
hopefully all my friends up there in DC will, you know, stop by there when, once they get it up and running. Yeah. And as a, as a reminder, you know, like that place is a, is an incredible, you should check it out. It's they, they employ special needs mm -hmm. folks to work in their coffee shops and they're, it's a great place. Started in Wilmington, North Carolina, but good, good on you pointing that out, Morgan. People thank you, should go hey, thank you for, for, for adding in, in that for me as well. Um, also, uh, Virginia Tech getting back on the winning side of 25. <laughs> 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 Let's see here. You know, they once again, the ground game produced over 300 yards. Uh, Khalil Herbert is, you know, the transfer from, I want to say it was Kansas last year is secretly moving his way into Heisman talks, although we know it's not going to happen. But just to have his name being brought up to potentially be invited is, I think, pretty he cool. He was in one internet meme you shared. One. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm a Tar Heel fan, I get it. So that's that's fine. You know, jump all over my, my fun here. That's fine. Um. But yet, Virginia Tech, though, getting back to winning, beating, you know, a, a team that I thought was, you know, I, I still think is pretty good with, with that quarterback who we keep, as Angle told us earlier, is going to be a pro on the Sundays here real soon. Bad. I'm going to go to the uh, college football rankings. We have five. I, I count five Big Ten teams ranked in there. And not one of them has played a single down of college football this season. And I just think that if you're going to put them in there, put them all at the end of the rankings at 20 through 25 and make, you know, earn, earn your way up to, to six or, or five Ohio State. Um, I agree. agree. What? Agree. Yeah. yeah it just, you know, you, had, you, you decide you weren't going to play. Then you decide you're going to play. And all of a sudden you're allowed to get ranked in – the top 25. So I don't, I don't like the, agree with that when there's teams who have been playing since week, you know, almost week one and, and deserve it. Yeah. ACC was week one. Exactly. Seems <laughs> like the Midwest right. is getting another free ride. Yep. <laughs> so whatever. Michigan coach khakis will, will find his way out of the top 25 on his own. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ugly. I'm going to stick with Dustin. I already had this written down earlier today. Syracuse, what else is there to say? I mean, like you said, what else is there to say? You, you went, you, Liberty. It's not bad, you know, it's not horrible, but, well, it really is, but you should have won that game. And you're just, we, we've all voted you out of the ACC. You're, you're done. It's official. You're, you're out. We expect Swafford to respect our decision. You're uh you're being demoted down to the CAA. So <laughs> yeah, we asked for South Carolina on the group text, right? We want South Carolina <laughs> in. They're a good all around squad. Uh, we'll cover that later. Yeah. Yeah, we'll accept any original member back except for Maryland. They can stay the hell in the Big Ten. <laughs> Speaking of And there goes our Maryland fans. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of good takes, I'll go with my good for the week. <laughs> On to you, Ryan. <laughs> so today is my niece's fourth birthday. I texted the guys like three days ago, and I was like, that's the only good thing I can come up with this week, is that it's my niece's fourth birthday. <laughs> so I'm really excited for her, and I got her some, uh, like a bunch of exciting gifts and like some headphones and Crocs and cool stuff. So I got a video this morning, and it was awesome. And so that's that's great. I'm really happy for her. I hope to... Be able to see her again sometime soon uh, i'm sure that hits with some people here um at the same that are listening um at the same time the baddest carolina i don't need to spend a lot of time on this they had no business being down hey, the floor 20. is yours take as much time as you need yeah. they had no business <laughs> we, love, being, we love hearing about about carolina they had no business being down 24 to nothing um i was <laughs> borderline unchristian in the text that i was sending out to the guys i think i insulted pretty much everything that I could think of that had to do with Florida State. I can confirm that. Yep. <laughs> I won't lost. share I won't share the text, but I can confirm that. <laughs> I could I can tell you that I safely could not run for public office if those ever saw the light of day. I don't even I think have, the I don't I even have, think the explicit rating we have on this will be able to suffice for us to be able to share those texts. I have copies if you want to private message me. <laughs> 
the Heels lost 31 to 28, uh, which stinks because in typical Carolina fashion, I was trying to be nice and saying, oh, okay, you know, false humility. Uh, you know, Florida State's playing really well. In the meantime, I was like, you suckers are dead. We're coming back. Of course, they dropped two, two drops in the last in the last drive. It, it was absolutely killer. So turnover on downs. It is what it is. Um, which brings me to my ugly and actually the worst part of the entire weekend. Saturday was bad. Sunday was worse. Um, who the F allowed Joey Smiley Logano into the championship four for a second year in a row in NASCAR? This is an abomination. It's an absolute abomination. He has three wins all year in this COVID season. Harvick has nine. Denny Hamlin has seven. Even Brad Kozlowski has four. And Chase has three. Now, that's fine. Look, those are the top four. Joey, if you want to point your way in and you beat Chase, that's fine. But this win and you're in horse crap in the second to last race of the season is, is absurd. The fact that he is in the final four, it's like allowing the seven and nine Giants into the freaking Super Bowl. It's, 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 it's absurd. It's stupid. Wonderful guy, apparently off the track. But as far as I'm concerned, smile all the way to the bank. You freaking loser. I hate watching him. Sounds like he ruined, he ruined NASCAR two years ago with this. He ruined it last year with this. He's doing it again. Like let us have the four best people in the playoffs. We don't like in the last race, we don't want to see you and your, Stupid 22. They never know what they're doing. They're half wrecking the field half the time. Uh, let's put Recky Stenhouse in the final four for all I'm, I care. Like, th- this is atrocious. And he won last year on top of it. So, literally, he wins his way into the, into the last race. And then he's like, oh, look, I finished, like, ahead of everyone. It's like, neat. Why, why did I watch? Why did I give 10 months of my Sundays? I'm sure my wife wants to know the same question. To, to, to watch Joey Logano win a championship I'm like, uh, it drives me up a wall. The guy has one guy has nine wins. He should just automatically be in. Like, it's just, it, uh, two, I'm done. Two, two things. This is the miserable part of miserable and reckless. <laughs> and then uh, the other, I'm old enough to remember in NASCAR when uh, it was an overall points championship, yes. not a reset. So, sounds anyway. like, uh, sounds like Billy needs to give his son some advice, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> He's in, he's in fourth. He's exactly where he needs to be. We'll cover that later in the podcast. <laughs> All right, it's so my turn. <laughs> More miserable. <sighs> this should be good. I'll start with the good because there wasn't much. For the good, NC State won. Look, we're 4-1. and one. We're sitting alone at third place in the league behind Notre Dame and Clemson. We're ranked in the top 25 for the first time since 2018. That's where it ends. For me, like, I don't know what the hell NC State and, like, as a fan base has to do because, like, is having won a national title in anything significant since 1983, haven't had a conference championship in any of the big three sports since either basketball and football has been since 87. Since baseball, it's been, like, early 90s. I think it was 90 or 91. Other than that, it's been nothing but utter disappointment and just heartbreak and misery for God knows 30 years. They deserve better. It's like, like, Lord have mercy for as passionate and as much as that fan base shows up. I mean, you go to Keenan Stadium a couple years ago and they were winning two games and it looked like COVID was coming two years early. I mean, we, we go three and nine and the whole freaking place is packed out. Here we are, we look like we have a good season unexpectedly. And then our freaking quarterback breaks, I think, his fibula and uh, he's, he's out for p- probably the whole season. Our backup, like, seems like a smart guy, good dude, not a great quarterback. He's a pick six machine. He's just get, like, he can't throw the deep ball. He can't throw an intermediate pass. Anything over 15 yards, the kid can't throw it. So hopefully, you know, we'll readjust in that, uh, in that regard and be able to take on Carolina this weekend. But that's just not going to happen. It's going to be a tailspin of a season for NC State. The next up, that's just the bad. And continuing with the bad, you have the Atlanta Braves. Another thing where I've my entire life, like, they finally get back to the NLCS for the first time since 2001. They get up three games to one against the number one seed, L.A. Dodgers. And not an Atlanta fan in the country believed we were going to win. Because you're up three games to one, and they lose three straight games to send the L.A. Dodgers to the freaking World Series. Like, it's just – I've about had it with sports. And then I go to the Washington football team. I'm kind of hoping they tank this year so we can get a high draft pick, maybe a decent quarterback for once. But you know what? 
we were losing against the Giants, and they score a touchdown late in the game and go for two and look like they're about to win it. But thank God they lost because I'm, I'm tired of everything being just suck uh, for sports for me, period. Like, I can't pull for a winner in anything. So, ugly, you know, it, I go with Syracuse, but I don't want to say it so much just because <clears throat> we have liberty on the schedule this year, and, you know, we'll probably freaking lose that one too. When, Lord? When's going to be my time? More, more miserable. Logan. Yeah, you were up eight runs, I think, and I was joking around about being on the Brave yeah. bandwagon because they have a guy named Chris Martin. Yeah, all right, cold play, strike him out. So I'm texting you, and then I'm watching as the Braves are giving up runs, and they're up eight, and I was like, I really hope I didn't jinx this. I I, I may have <laughs> jinxed this. I may have jinxed it. That is what it's like to be a Braves fan to be up yeah. eight runs in the seventh yeah. inning, and they they text- pull it out barely with eight to seven. Yes. And I, I breathed a sigh of relief on the couch that I hadn't ruined your evening for you. <laughs> yeah, it's just it, – it's like, you know, it's one thing if there's like one team that's like that, but it's just – it, it compounds on you Thank after you. a while. Every single sport I pull for is like it, – it's nothing – but I don't know why I come back. I really don't. I think I maybe am delusional or something. I really have no idea why the hell I come back every single year. But Thank anyways. Because so we just – I really want to see Mookie go further. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hey, rub it in some more. Why don't we have them anymore? (laughs) All right, that wraps up our cranky corner edition of Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Let's throw over uh, for the weekend look ahead with Ryan Engel. So for anyone that's still listening (laughs) (laughs) at this point in time, all right. Like a um, 2.0, and now we've just lost another five fans. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, we only had probably like five consistent listeners to begin with. <laughs> and we thank them for their time. Yeah. In there. yeah. <laughs> so for, the, for those five to ten, hopefully ten people yeah, that maybe, are listening. Hey, look, 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 let's say I, ten. We'll be positive, right? Right? Yeah. No, we're miserable and reckless. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll we'll be reckless in our in our count of how many yeah. people we think are listening. Hey, hey, let's use the same math that Carolina does for their football sellouts. Yeah. All right. It's <laughs> so about thirty thousand, <laughs> except yeah. for people in St. Louis. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, uh, man, this is I'm. This is kind of a bummer. I'll be honest. The weekend look ahead is kind of a bummer. <laughs> it's all down here from here, folks. Next topic. <laughs> yeah. The SEC, uh, we'll cover it quickly. The SEC, we usually do the SEC and NASCAR, right? So, weekend look ahead. Um, normally, we have a premier matchup here, but for the second week in a row, we've, we've got eight of the 14 teams playing. We've got number two, Bama at Tennessee. Got to figure that that's probably a blowout. Um, Bama beat Georgia soundly last week. Uh, that was a two versus three game. And Kentucky just embarrassed Tennessee. I think that was the first time that Kentucky beat Tennessee at home at at Tennessee in like 35 years or something. It was the 80s, yeah. Yeah. And then um, we've got a, the best, the second best game that I could find myself watching this weekend is unranked South Carolina versus unranked LSU. So that could not be really a whole lot to uh, look forward to in the SEC. Um, so hopefully, you know, pumpkin picking season or something is going on. Um, Too bad there's a Big Ten playing. Next topic. <laughs> yeah this this is right about the time i'd look for you know oregon to have a late night game on so we can critique their uniforms but uh is there like a rutgers versus maryland at 12 o'clock it's northwestern maryland this week but next topic if we're going to go into that well at least <laughs> at least they led with their best foot forward <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we've got the nascar cup playoffs too we'll cover it briefly um you heard me complain enough earlier We've got three races left. They're all very interesting. Texas, um, Martinsville, which is a short track, and it's one of the old tracks. And then you've got Phoenix. It's the first year that they're doing it at Phoenix this year. Incidentally, that's a great race for Chase um, if he could get into the into into that round, into that last race. Uh, your favorite to win this weekend at Texas is Kevin Harvick. There's just no way around it. He's he's phenomenal. Um, shocking, but uh, Denny Hamlin is going to be your second. Is going to be your second favorite here. And those guys are far and away the two best guys this year. It just so happens to line up that these are two of their best tracks. Or, well, those two drivers are, are good at this track. Um, so that's basically how that, that kind of lines up. The only real interesting point that I would point out here is it could be kind of interesting if Martin Church Jr. wins. He's in fifth. Uh, he's a previous champion a couple years ago. And he could really kind of shake things up, not unlike what Joey Logano did last week. Uh, he actually deserves to be there. 
um, on, uh, if, if he was able to get in there. And he's actually very, very good on mile and a half tracks. Um, the only other point of interest is that I, I, I've actually been able to go for work down to the Texas Motor Speedway. And if you ever do find yourself down there, just for our little Southern podcast here, they've got a great place in Roanoke, Texas called Babe's Chicken. You've got three options on the menu. It's about three miles away from the, from the track. You got three options on the menu. You got fried chicken, you got chicken fried steak, or you got fried chicken tenders. That's it. <laughs> Those That's are your wonderful. options. Um, you eat until you're full. So you pay and then they just keep bringing it out until you're full. Um, I got the chicken fried steak. I'd say it was roughly the size of my hips. So uh, you, you got your choice of two corn biscuits, gravy, mashed potatoes and salad. I, I don't think anybody in there had the salad. And then above <laughs> uh, in the rafters, they have uh, waitresses and employees who worked there for a long time. They're hanging there like champions banners. So um, it's, it's a pretty sweet little place. So I just a little a plug for Babe's Chicken in Roanoke, Texas. If you ever find yourself at Texas Motor Speedway, which is where the race is this weekend, then go check it out. So. All right. And that's the weekend look at uh, well, we're going to switch things up a little bit this week. Uh, we'll, we're going to get to our ACC uh, pick them here in a little bit, but we're going to shake things up with the next topic with Morgan. All right. So, you know, we usually stay football heavy, but with World Series going on, we figured we'd dive into a little bit of baseball talk, not so much who we're picking, but um, other things. Uh, what we're going to talk about is you know, walk-up music. What is your what would be your go-to walk-up music? Um, a couple of weeks ago, guys, uh, we were texting back and forth about what we think would be probably our best three that we would use for walking up to the mound. So anyone who's ever been to a college get collegiate or professional baseball game knows you know, a song plays as a hitter strides to the plate or a relief pitcher comes in and warms up. Often it's a glimpse into a star's taste or mindset. So, with that said, you know, I'll take it away with, with mine, if that's all right, guys. Yeah, I'll allow it. You'll allow it. All right. So I'll start with uh, an honorable mention here and pick a song called Big in Japan by Alphaville. Um, now, I'm sure most of kids from the 80s and older than that know, know that song, but just a nice little you'll pump up your ego song as you're walking up to the to batter's box as well as you know um psyching out i guess the pitcher for picking a song as crazy as that one and after that i'm gonna go with uh lunatic fringe from uh by the red rider it's uh I remember singing in a movie when i was younger and vision quest movie uh, a wrestling movie he's at it's the end of the movie he's warming up for his uh his match the song's playing getting him all pumped up um always thought of that as a good walk-up song Next I remember, one up, what's that? I remember that i remember that. that they used to play it on the radio around here on hfs back in the yeah, day Yeah, just that that intro to the song is just you know nice little cringing pump up song next one up i'm going to use is uh thunder kiss 65 by white zombie uh, for those of you who don't know that song, YouTube please enlighten it. me because I do not know this one. <laughs> YouTube, YouTube it, you'll know it once you hear it. And for that song, I would just use the intro guitar riff. Nothing else, no lyrics, just the, the intro to the song. You know, walking up to that, you know, getting in your mind, getting your and your mindset, you know, hit dingers off the picture. Yeah, there's nothing better than that. And my final one, my number one, is gonna be "Raining Blood" by Slayer. Now, once How again, none of you guys, none <laughs> of you guys probably know who that is. It's the Slayer. Slayer is, is a death metal band. Yeah. And it probably about minute two fourteen in that song is if you go to that part, have that rocking. Probably a mohawk sporting as well you're going to throw the pitcher off real hard on that one. And it's just great. And once again, another ego boosting pump up song to get you going. So now we, <laughs> we know, now we know what to play when you go to the batting cages. <laughs> we should do an own location when we can. Which help anyway, Cause I can't, hit, I can't hit worth crap. Yeah. You know, in Pee Wee, I was called swing away early. <laughs> That's great. I didn't know that. Did they tell you to crowd the plate and hope to get hit? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. 
close your eyes and turn into the ball. Or... <laughs> we need a run. And then uh, they pinch run for you. <laughs> don't sit down, short legs. Okay. <laughs> so that that's my that's my three with the uh, little honorable mention. Uh, big in Japan. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's, who's up next? Uh, Angle, you go ahead, man. All right. So first, I'll say that I'm I'm going to take all these and, and put them down, and we'll put them on a uh, we'll put them on a Spotify playlist, and we'll put well, them I'm out sure there. People will love Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> so, in case you need to hey. listen to something while you're doing your errands to get pumped up, you can listen to our pump up playlist, our walk up music. Going, going, for la- going for that last loaf of bread before someone else gets Slayer <laughs> works, buddy. Yeah, when snow's coming in North Carolina. Play that before you go try to get your egg and milks and, and bread. <laughs> so I think so for me, because because you threw honorable mentions in there, I had two and I, I, I wanted to go with a southern vibe to it. The 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 song uh, Mississippi Queen by Mountain. That's yeah. like the it was on Guitar Hero. People will know it when they hear it. It's the fir- first 20 seconds of that are perfect. It's a perfect walk-up song. And then you've got Bubba Sparks. And the reason why I threw that in there is the song Deliverance. Man, I got to say, like, that came out, like, right around the time we were all at UNCW. And that must have been the walk-up song for, like, half the baseball team. So anytime I hear that song now, it reminds me of sitting out in the in the center field on the couch out there and just heckling the ECU or whoever was in town. And so – the, those two I'll, I'll throw in there but briefly um michael jackson's want to be starting something is great anytime i hear it uh a, a couple guys i've heard have it one guy i i tried to look it up and figure out who it was one guy on the mets had it and it was hysterical the whole stadium would just uh you know it's first of all it's catchy second of all you get the whole stadium standing up doing the, the, the like the mama see mama sa mama like the whole thing like just going in order with that like it's it's a great song uh the second one that i was going to throw out there I, I thought of it and then I Googled it and apparently Josh Reddick already had the same idea, but uh, it's George Michael and Wham's Careless Whisper. The, the saxophone at the beginning of that song, like is hysterical. Like to have somebody, to have a stadium be going and, and to be blaring that music when you walk up to like hit, it's, it's, it's hysterical. It's an instant classic. Uh, everyone knows who's up when this comes on. If you're going to get like drinks or something, I we've been at I've been at Nationals games in the past and one of the guys Gerardo Parra I had to Google who he was but I Googled Nationals player with the Baby Shark song and he came right up so like it's it, <laughs> if you get this like connected to you if you get a song like that connected to you like I feel like people would know who you were even if you struck out every time oh it's the guy it's the Baby Shark guy oh it's the saxophone guy so that's what Carol's, I was going Carol's whisper like that you you want to stand out like you, absolutely you own that category that's a good one um. There's videos, if you want to really, like, care, there's videos on you. Maybe I'll put it up on the on the Facebook page of the Oakland A's. They have nothing else to cheer for out there. And they're all swooning back and forth, doing the wave and, like, waving their flags back and forth when, it, when the song comes on. It's pretty funny. That's awesome. <laughs> so, they got to have – everybody's got to have something. <laughs> right? So the last one I went with was uh, I tried to take it from the mind of the pitcher. Obviously, Mo Rivera used to come out to enter Sandman. Trevor Hoffman back in the day came out to Hell's Bells. So like when the gates open kind of thing, right? So I went with the song Saints of Los Angeles by Motley Crue. It's a more recent song by Motley Crue. But if you've heard it, I mean, if, I, if, you're, like, if you're Kenley Jansen coming out of the pen for the Dodgers, no offense, Logan. Um, <laughs> I'm, blaring, I'm blaring this song, Saints of Los Angeles. I'm like dimming the lights in the stadium while Nikki Six is like creepily whispering the 23rd Psalm at the beginning. And you time it right. So like 37 seconds in, like the guitar starts screaming and kick against this sledgehammer of a drum beat. Like, I mean, that, that, that would get the whole place fired up. Maybe not LA. They, they're kind of boring. But, you know, in general, the song would just explode into overdrive as you're warming up and you got three minutes of Motley Crue to just throw, you know, heat towards the plate for warmups. I mean, that's, that's, that's great. So, whatever. Those those are the three I came up with. One of the bears. Uh, uh, Dustin, you want to go next? Sure. Uh, I mean, I think like everybody, I I've got like so many things that I could pick depending on what mood I'm in on any given day. Because I mean, it's just 
it's also like kind of what's popular, but what's happened in like your, in your life and what song has kind of spoke to you. Um, so to me, <clears throat> one that stands out is uh, Walk of Life, Dire Straits. Yeah. When that song starts, you know exactly what that is. It's oh, another yeah. one of those songs where it's like when it's, it's going, you're kind of like, yep, here it comes. And the bonus is if you watch uh, the video for mm-hmm. that, the actual music video for that song, um, 1983 World Series MVP, all-around uh, <laughs> Baltimore Oriole champion, uh, thinks the Orioles can win every the World Series every year. Uh, Advocate <laughs> Rick Dempsey is uh, is in the video because he trips going to first base on a walk. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the the walk of life is just it's an incre- incredibly well done song. I feel like if you pop that on, it's it's like it's kind of like you were saying with the saxophone or with Baby Shark. People are like, oh, this guy's coming up. Yep. Um, for me, like I'd also pick even the losers, Tom Petty. Um, when we were playing back when I was much younger, uh, we played like state games and like all-star baseball, you know, like post, you know, like summertime league. Uh, we would play that song often at the game because we were like good enough to be in contention sometimes, but never good enough to actually like win, like the whole thing. We were like good enough to beat certain teams, but we were never good enough to win the whole tournament. So that, you know, every now and then the losers get lucky sometimes. <laughs> so <laughs> this, this song has just always stood out. And like, I, re- I related to baseball because of my own personal experience. But I think like if, if you play it there in sports, especially like a lovable loser team, like it's just kind of fits that personality and thought process. Um, it's kind of hard to go like to pick like another one. Those two were definitely near the top of my list. I think if I, I mean, I'll probably name at least a couple more. Uh, SOB, Nathaniel Radcliffe, uh, <laughs> which was played at my wedding as the very first song at the reception. I think it was the cocktail hour actually. And uh, cause my buddy KB, uh was just all about it but that song's super unique too like when it opens up they're like the clap in and like the the guy singing in the background and like you know the song when it comes on and uh it's it's kind of like a party starter and that song would be real fun to just be like walking out on and there's you know thirty five thousand people screaming behind you and like clapping along and and doing that um the last one I'd say is uh, going with, you know, another unique one is moving in stereo by the cars. Like oh, wow. if you were to, if you were to come out to that, it's, it's again, the way it just starts out, you're, you know, with, you know what song that is as soon as it starts. And it also kind of implies like a, a focus, you know, that song basically would say like, I'm, you know, I'm locked in and I'm ready to go as you're like walking up to the plate to face whoever this pitcher is. And if that pitcher is like hearing that, you know, maybe it's a little bit of a mind game. Maybe it'll be help you out a little bit at the plate. So if I were to name like a handful of walk-up songs, it'd be that. I've got a much longer list I could run through, but uh, those would be my top ones. Nice. All right. So uh, with, you mentioned like things that either mean something to you or popular, I threw popular out the window. I went strictly with just songs I like and things that I either I thought were cool at one point in my life and still honestly could think is kind of cool now. I'm going to go in order of three down to one. Number three, this was actually used by uh, Cardinals player Matt Carpenter when he was in his all-star years in like uh, 13 and 14. He used to use it. I've always thought it would be a killer uh, walk-up song. He's Long Hot Summer Day by Turnpike Troubadours because the opening fiddle to that song is just badass. And when you uh, just imagine like that fiddle opening, getting into uh, the, the first verse of that song, or I think it starts with the chorus actually, walking up to that, that's just something that I, I love that song. I love that band. And I just think it would be killer to walk up to the plate and then uh, strike out <clears throat> after um, I walk up with it. Number two, for a similar <laughs> reason, because the intro is killer and the v- music video is one of the best music videos in country music history, if I do say so myself. And that would be Chattahoochee by Alan Jackson. 
because that uh the twang and the telecaster at the very beginning on on that uh opening guitar if you it's it, you hear it and you know exactly what it is it's extremely recognizable so that would be awesome to walk up number one i kind of took a similar approach to what ryan did with i went from the pitcher's perspective and i think this would be by far the most badass thing that a pitcher can do if you're coming in in the night you got a two to one lead and you're coming in for the save op as soon as the the gates open for you to come out of the bullpen you hear the glass break and you have stone cold steve austin's theme start going <laughs> and you just start strutting out like trevor bauer and you're at, at the opposing fan base's uh field and you give them all the finger and you go up there and just shut them down like that would be the the quintessential uh closing pitcher song to come out of the bullpen because the, the glass breaking and then getting into that kind of like rock sound of his entrance entrance music is just be one hell of a walkout song i thought about doing bret hart's intro just as, a, just as <laughs> a, i'm glad i did it but that's awesome that's such a good choice stone colds is one of the most right i mean he was one yes. of the biggest he was one of the biggest names you know oh, i mean yeah. still a huge name in in the world yeah but like he's one of the biggest names there for a while and his everyone knows him and they know his theme music and they know his thing. He comes out and he chugs those beers and like throws them out in the crowd and flicks everybody off. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's a, that would be fantastic, especially as a closer. Yeah. That would and be- then even if you're at home like in the crowd knows it, like the crowd comes out and as soon as you come out and you start shredding, they just all say, hell yeah, that would just be, <laughs> that would be killer. Budweiser would love it. Cause they would oh, yeah. freaking like if people would chug their Budweiser's yeah. and then end up, uh, selling way more oh 100 <laughs> percent. the uh oh crap i was gonna say it, this is what episode eight right yeah yeah episode it took us episode to the eighth episode to bring up wrestling on this podcast oh, that, and that I, is a travesty i hope it ain't gonna be the last time because there's some good old <laughs> southern wrestling that we can talk about and i, I know all about it <laughs> well our great-grandmother was known by name by one of the famous wrestlers blackjack blackjack mulligan yeah he knew her and called her uh, by name he used to call her grandma because she anytime they'd be in raleigh or anywhere nearby she'd be at ringside yeah she was there and he knew her too he'd be yep. like hey grandma i love it that's cool i love it so that's a segment for another day yeah <laughs> so that's our walk-up music we'll, we'll throw it on spotify and Hopefully I'll be able to find Stone Cold. I'm sure it's on there. Yeah, I think it is. But uh, and when you and when we put it on Facebook, tell us what yours is. You know, yeah, exactly for sure. Oh yeah. All right, let's segue back into ACC football. We've got ACC Week Six, but a uh, little side note here: this week has been so miserable that Morgan had to step away for a little bit. Maybe going to Jersey Mike's. We don't know, but you know we're in luck. His picks are in, so uh, we'll be able to update you guys on the. Uh, football analysis of one Morgan Irby. All right. We could sabotage him. We That's could. True. We could. Because, <laughs> I mean, he's not here to defend himself. So, like, this is the only recorded record. So, we could completely, like, pick all the, all the underdogs. Let's do it. He is, he, is, <laughs> he is leading with Dustin right now. He's yeah. a 30 and 11 record. We should really take him down a peg or two. What's, what's, the old, <laughs> uh, what's the old adage about, like, politics? It goes to those who show up. Well, pick them does, too. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for this week, just to give you an update on uh, our records so far, uh, Dustin and Morgan, as Ryan just said, are tied at peace at 30-11. and 11. Ryan's at 29-12, and 12, and I am coming in dead last at 28-13. and 13. So first game on the schedule, uh, not much of a game, more like a bloodbath, and that would be Syracuse versus Clemson, the battle of, of the two orange teams in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Um, Clemson, <laughs> Ryan. I'm picking Clemson. Can I interest anyone in a 52-7 to 7 bet? Hmm. I'll just I'll take the the points. What is that? Fifty. I don't do math. Fifty-two seven. That's either. a forty-five point. Yeah, forty-five. Have to win by forty-five. Well, what are we betting? <laughs> I don't know. I'll Venmo you something. Uh, put it this way: we'll uh, we'll we'll keep a note of it since we're going to be uh, doing the podcast every week. Loser buys the first round at uh, the next road trip to Raleigh. All right, that's fine. All right. You're on. So if they uh, if they don't cover 45 points, first round's on Ryan. All right, there we go. All right, my All right, wife would be happy to hear that. <laughs> uh, Clemson. I Clemson. mean, it, it's possible it'll be worse than last week. It's possible it's not. Who knows? Yeah. And what's this? It looks like Morgan has Syracuse. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I'm reading right That's what now. I'm seeing. <laughs> clearly typed that in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The next up and probably the what should be one of the more interesting games this weekend, but I don't know. We got the number 23-ranked North Carolina State Wolfpack versus the 14th-ranked North Carolina Tar Heels. All right, Ryan, what do you think? I'm picking – I'm not picking against Carolina. I'm picking Carolina. State runs well. They can keep us off the field doing that, but we have such a quick score offense that I'm, I, I, I struggle to believe that we'll lose to a backup quarterback. Um, I, I don't understand why this isn't game day or at least the night game. I'm, I'm not being ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's the only game in the ACC or the SEC between two ranked teams. I, I, uh, hey, for my joke last week about Duke State being game day, um, it at least deserves some attention. I don't think – Yeah. I texted you guys about this. We don't have to cover it too much, but I, I don't think UNC is 14. I just don't. I think they're like 11, and that's not me being a homer. I just think that that's where they are. Uh, they lost, what, nine spots last week for losing by three points to a Florida State team. I mean, come on. Uh, that said, uh, Logan, I mean, enjoy, enjoy the week in the rankings. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, bud. all right dustin uh carolina with leary if leary was playing i'd have some faith in the state offense but i I think it's really in question and i think carolina will i think if anything can focus them to actually start a game right it would be the loss last week coming into a game against wolfpack this week yeah carolina so, interestingly enough, this is the first time since 1993 that NC State and Carolina have been ranked at the same time while they face off on the gridiron. And the last time that happened, um, a big brawl uh, broke out at the end of the game between the defensive line coach for Carolina and I believe the offensive coordinator for NC State. Don't expect any fights this time, but <clears throat> if Devin Leary hadn't gotten injured, I think NC State had a legitimate chance to actually win the game, at least for it to be a close game. NC State's defense has actually been playing pretty well the last two weeks. Last Had something like seven turnovers in the last two weeks. The, um, they haven't given up a ton of points um, last couple of weeks. Granted, they, haven't been, they were against uh, Virginia and Duke for what that's worth. I think the defense will – it'll be similar to last year in that the defense will hold steady for about two quarters. It'll be a close game, and then Carolina ends up winning by about 28 in the second half. So, All right. Next up, uh, we have the number three, Notre Dame Fire Irish versus Pittsburgh. So, Dustin, take it away. Uh, I, I feel like Notre Dame is consistently, like, overhyped, and I think they're certainly overhyped right now. Um, I, I would pick this as a possible upset with the exception of Kenny Pickett, the senior – quarterback for Pittsburgh was out last week and I I think is expected to be out this week and without him I just don't know that they're gonna and not that he's you know some magical QB but without that consistency and without what he's doing I just don't know that they have a a shot in a what may be a grounded out game so I'm going Notre Dame but you know with the asterisks that if Kenny Pickett were there it's possible Pittsburgh could pull that one out yeah, I um I, I pretty much agree with you on that. Like, um, if Kenny Pickett isn't playing, I think Notre Dame ends up winning uh, by a couple scores. Notre Dame obviously didn't look too good last week against a what looks like a not so great Louisville team, even though they have talent and they've been able to score the ball decently this year. But I think Notre Dame ultimately wins. Um, I, I just don't think there's enough offensive firepower. Uh, I think they'll have a bounce back game for uh, Notre Dame, and I don't think that Pitt has enough offense to be able to keep up. So, Ryan. So I'll piggyback off what Morgan said first. Um, he said he's trying to figure out if Notre Dame's for real. He said he'll take Notre Dame, but Pittsburgh D will show back up. So he's taking Notre Dame. The reason why I put that first is uh, Notre Dame is better than Miami, and Miami dismantled the Pittsburgh defense last week. Um, Pittsburgh defense has been remarkably consistent this year at giving up 31 points. That's literally what they've given up the last three weeks. So I, I, I got to take Notre Dame. I, I, we talked, again, talking about cold takes. <laughs> on this podcast uh louisville was supposed to be good and pittsburgh was supposed to have a great defense so even though we're picking well um we obviously don't know what we're talking about because the pittsburgh defense <laughs> is not any good so notre dame in our defense none of these talking heads do 
No, not at all. Oh, we'll get to talking heads later. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next up we have Virginia Tech versus Wake Forest. Uh, Looks like Morgan, you know, said that he is taking Wake by three. That's actually kind of surprising because he said that uh, Wake has a fast-paced offense that will attack their secondary. He's got Wake upsetting the Hokies. What do you say, Dustin? Uh, Disagree. (laughs) (laughs) uh, With with Phantom Morgan. Um, (laughs) He legit did say that. Yeah, he did. That that wasn't even a joke this time. He legit picked Wake Forest. Yeah, I'll I'll let him have that pick. Um, I think Tech's offense looks really good, and I think they it, they can be in shootouts with people. As uh, my buddy Jim, who's a Virginia Tech alum and also has listened to the podcast a couple times, pointed out, uh, you know, they're transitioning. Their defense is getting better. They're learning a new system. But Foster's gone. He taught it playing defense a different way, and they're going to get there. So as season gets on, Virginia Tech's going to get better. And uh, so I, I'm going Tech. I, I don't think – I mean, Wake beat UVA last week. It's uh, – I don't – they haven't done anything spectacular in my view. All right, Ryan. So it's interesting you say that, Dustin, because I think the era of special teams and defense is over. Um well, I was kind of half-joking when I put this in here, but the Hokies are our offensive juggernaut. As you said, they can get into shootouts – 461 yards last week for 8.2 yards of play. Um, I, I still don't know anything about Wake Forest. They they beat Clem, or sorry, they Campbell. Campbell, yeah, I had CU in here. Usually that means Clemson. Fighting Camels. <laughs> they beat Campbell badly. So uh, learn a lesson, Syracuse, about beating a team that's you know not Division One. And then they <laughs> lost the state. And then they beat UVA. That doesn't really tell me anything. Long story short, I think it's Tech. But I think Tech has a better offense than they do defense special teams. And I think it's important to note that they lost to State with Bailey Hockman under center. It wasn't Devin Leary. Well, I wasn't throwing shade. I was more saying that they <laughs> I'm, lost I'm saying like that's, that's a reason that uh, I'm not taking Wake this week. I'm uh, yeah. taking the Hokies because, as, you know, uh, as you were saying, Virginia Tech's offense looks legit this year. Uh, Herbert has been – running all over every team he's played. And um, I think their defense will do enough against Wake to be able to secure the win. So I'm taking the Hokies. I wish Tech would figure out one quarterback. Yeah. It seems like every year they've trot out two seven out of tens. I wish once they would just get a nine out of ten quarterback and just stick with them. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've ran, what, three this year. So. Yeah. But uh, next game, we have Georgia Tech versus Boston College. Uh, Morgan had BC. He said they'll bounce back and kill the little bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> That's also real. That's not us making that up. Yeah, so. not at all. These are, these are real takes by Morgan. <laughs> Sometimes it's funnier to just read what he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's, it's pretty doggone funny when he says it. So. <laughs> all right, uh, Ryan, what do you think? So – I realized I've been saying uh, Phil Dracovic's name wrong, so I apologize. My guy, Phil Dracovic, that's how you say it, not Jerkovic. Um, he was all right last week uh, in a loss. 345 yards, two TDs. Um, I, Georgia Tech, come on, 73 points to Clemson. I mean, I know they're good. I'm not going to give up 73 points in, in my bet this week. I'm, I'm going to go BC. I'll keep it simple. BC is going to beat Georgia Tech. All right, Dustin. Um, we're going Boston College. Uh, Georgia Tech and Boston College both uh, both got embarrassed last week. Um, I think the difference is Georgia Tech is young and new coach learning a new system. I'm a, For the record, I'm going to keep saying it. I'm a believer in what's going on there. I think in four or five years, they're going to be a serious football program. They're just not yet. And Boston College has much more solid foundation – and they're going to win this football game. So just to respond for a second to you saying you think they're going to be a serious football program, I can tell you one very real reason why they won't, and that is where is Georgia Tech located? And that would be Atlanta, Georgia. There's a real curse on Atlanta sports and in Georgia sports in general, but they are in Atlanta. So, yeah, I'm not buying the Yellow Jackets. I'm going with BC in this one. I was like, where is he going with this? Then I got it. <laughs> well, uh, in in defense of that, that doesn't mean that they're going to win a national championship. That just means that they'll get to they'll win more games than they lose, which is what all Georgia teams do. 
<laughs> True enough. All right. Next up, we have Virginia versus uh, the number 11 ranked Miami Hurricanes. Ryan, what do you think? I told you guys I was going to do this. Miami. I'm picking Miami. They keep winning, and I keep hate watching them. Uh, I'm, I'm, ant- I'm the anti-Miami guy on this podcast now. I mean, we talked about their explosive offense. That's crap. Their quarterback went 16 for 31 with 222 yards, and he was sacked four times. Get out of here. Rushing, they had five guys combined to rush 42 times for 100 yards and no touchdowns. I mean, they're 4-1. and one. Apparently, the number 11 team in the country, what a joke. They beat UAB Louisville by a touchdown. That's a bad Louisville team. FSU, no comment. Got blown out by Clemson and squeaked by Pittsburgh, so whatever. I'll pick Miami, but don't expect me to watch this game and care. <laughs> all right, Dustin. I'm a believer in the U. I'm all about the U this year. I'm all, I'm down with the turnover chain, and I think we should have a discussion about uh, that one day about what the all the turnover the gimmicks. Use. Yeah, the turnover gimmicks. But I'm down with the turnover chain. It's going to be moving, and I think uh, Morgan said the same thing in his. He said my Miami and the turnover chain will be out in full force. So lock it in. It's happening. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, I got Miami. Virginia sucks. They've looked terrible the uh, last few times I've watched them play. Miami has a stud at quarterback. Um, they – I mean, look, the kids play for the chain. <laughs> the, the turnover chain is probably the most Miami thing I've ever seen, and they they love it. They, they're they the innovators on this god-awful trend. So, uh, I'm going with the Miami Hurricanes to take care of business against the uh, Virginia Cavaliers. All right, next up we have – FSU versus Louisville, who, you know, preseason probably thought would have been a better matchup than it is. Um, let's take get Morgan's take first. He goes – he set this up like a, a sports writer, actually. He goes, was FSU for real last week? Does Louisville get back on track? I'll take Free Shoes University. So, <laughs> Louisville's got the – I mean, uh, Morgan's got the Seminoles. Uh, <laughs> all right, Dustin. All right. Uh, <laughs> I hear him. Um I think this game is going to be a game about consistency. Who's more consistent? Because um, neither of them seem to be very consistent. But I'm riding a little high off the uh, Carolina – beating Carolina last week, so I'm going FSU. Shocking. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Can we call this game the Papa John's KFC Yum Disappointment Bowl? Both of these teams <laughs> stuck at one and three. In case you don't know, those are the names of the Louisville stadiums. Uh, Malik Cunningham finally gets his win this week. I'm taking Louisville. I still think he's arguably the second best quarterback in the conference. And in case it needs to be said more often on this podcast, I'm personally against the entire panhandle of Florida. I just like crab legs. I just like free shoes. I hated Club Lavella when we went there to Panama City. I'm reconsidering cheering for Brooks Kepka in the future. He graduated from Florida State. I read Burt Reynolds graduated from there earlier today when I was Googling things to hate about Florida State. So good. Duke's a hazard. Not watching that anymore. Florida State alum Lee Corso, one-trick pony. All he does is put mascots on his head. Old news, I'm out. Go Louisville. While we're piling on people from Florida State, you know who also went to Florida State? Who? Mac Brown. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Didn't read that far. That's great. I don't even know if that's true, but if it is, it's, it's 100%, 100% true. true. That's great. He's, he's never beat his alma mater. They said that like seven yeah, times yeah. during the football game. He, well, he beat him at Tulane when I was two or something. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that matter. <laughs> I don't care. I'm still out on Panama city. I hope all of our listeners there stop listening. <laughs> all right. So, uh, for this game, like, you know, FSU's riding high off of Carolina. I think FSU eventually is going to get back on track, but I'm not buying it. I think it was a one week aberration against Tar Heels. I still think Louisville has offensive talent. I'm I'm all in on Cunningham. Also, I think he's a really good quarterback. He just the rest of the team hasn't been around him. Uh, between two one and three teams, I'm going with the Cardinals to pick up a second win this week. FSU is two and three, I believe, guys. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah, they are. They beat Jacksonville State. That's right. So they are in two Carolina. And three. Yeah, remember Carolina. Carolina. They beat Carolina and Jacksonville State. And Jacksonville Alabama. State. Yeah, but Jack Carolina was one of their wins. Anyway, the Gamecocks <laughs> and the Tar Heels. They must own the state of Carolina now. <laughs> all right we we beat that acc to death here yeah all right <laughs> you know we've had a lot of uh complaining we've had a lot of miserableness to go around it's time for a little bit of positivity 
So since it's time for some positivity, I'm going to turn it over and uh, let somebody else handle the segment. Here's bless your heart. <laughs> there was definitely a lot of miserable this week. And uh, understandably why. I, I, especially from, from Ryan and Logan, I, I understand where they're coming from. Um, Morgan and I were a little more positive uh, throughout the weekend just for various reasons. But um, what we're going to, you know, what we try to do is we, we try to bring some good stories here to balance out how uh, grumpy we can get about things. And we, our bless your heart segment is, you know, our take on, it's the positive take on that saying, um, trying to be a little tongue in cheek about it. And uh, I've got one and I know Angle, you've got one, um, but mine, I saw a cool story uh, in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Um, Basically the background is, you know, a lot of kids are doing virtual learning right now schools all across the, or at homes all across the country. They're not going into their schools and that can be a challenge for a lot of families. There's a lot of kids out there who don't have space to work. They, they sit at kitchen table or they sit on a couch or there's several kids in one room all, you know, in the same space, not allowing, you know, them to be able to focus on what it is that they're doing. So not having that area to work and focus on their studies is a detriment to their ability to learn. There was a a couple in Gaithersburg, Maryland, who saw this as an opportunity to to help make people's lives better. So uh, I I will butcher their last name, so I'm just going to call them Jessica and Al. Um, Jessica and Al uh, basically decided we're going to figure out a prototype of a desk that can be built quickly and it can be built cheaply, and we're going to give it to kids who need it so that they can do their studies and do their virtual learning in a comfortable place where they can focus. They ultimately came up with blueprints that you can build a desk in one hour for $40. And they put the blueprints online for free for anyone who wants to go and get it. Um, The result is a group called Desk by Dads. They're on Facebook. You can look them up. um, And I think there's, you know, if you find it, I think you can find the official one just by putting it in the search. And there they have that information, but they also, uh, you know, have pictures and stories of the people that they're helping and delivering because it's not just them now, it's other people within the community building the desk and delivering them to people who they know need it. So it's really cool. Uh, Desk by Dads, they have a Facebook page, check them out. And, you know, if you can implement that in your town and your community, I know that they'd welcome it because they're looking for partners around the country. Angle, you had one. I know, and I think it's, uh, you know, we're doing a little bit of a swap here. The North Carolina guy's doing the Maryland one, and the Maryland one's going, guy's doing the North Carolina one. That's fair. Um, I, 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 we had seen this last week, and we just, unfortunately, we just ran out of time. So we decided to do them both this week, but I wanted to give a shout-out to the Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina. Um, they've been working tirelessly to handle the increased load of families relying on them. Uh, these are families that aren't just relying on them for like some groceries or a handout. They're, they're relying on them for all their groceries right now. Um, so uh, they were named the 2020 Feeding America Food Bank Member of the Year out of more than 200 chapters across the U.S. for their efficiency and for their ability to uh, adapt and be flexible with, with, that, with that load. Um, at, as you may or may not know, especially with how heavy we are in sports, it seems like Every other minute, there's a text or, a, or an asking for people to donate to Feeding America. It's a, it's a huge chain, or sorry, it's a huge uh, nonprofit is what I meant to say. Um, so for them to win, this, this award is, is, is pretty great. Um, it's, it's a charity I stumbled into some time ago uh, that I've appreciated during COVID. Um, they, they, they support through hurricanes, holiday drives, and it's, it's basically a way for me to connect with and remember the people and families in the area of the country that I affectionately consider home because um, I lived there for a while. So uh, shout out Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina. Um, it's a charity that, you know, uh, there's food banks in, 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 in every town and in every area. And um, it's been a difficult year for everyone. But at the same time, we, we all definitely have something that we can give. And uh, it may not be money, but um, it may be time or maybe something else. And it's just it would be something I would challenge anybody listening to this to, to think about how you might be able to help your fellow neighbor and, and, um, and help them out. So um, as we continue to find these things, we can try and 
share them and post them and, and link to charities or businesses. Or uh, We mentioned Biddy and Bose earlier um, on the podcast, on this podcast and in earlier um, in previous podcasts. So we can maybe link to a page for that. But we really hope that you guys will help check out the people, the stories that we love and support. We spend 40 minutes talking about the ACC, I guess. But at the, at the end of the day, these are the things that matter. So, Yeah, I agree. I mean, we'll like you said, we'll post that link and everything, uh, make all this accessible so people can see it more on the Facebook page. And uh, be sure to subscribe, share, and stream and download the podcast. Help get the word out on Miserable and Reckless. We're uh, only like 90% miserable. There's 10% of positivity we bring. A little bit of sunshine just to close out things most most episodes. You got to wait so, for the end though. Yeah. Get through all the complaining and then, you know, you'll see the good in humanity. That's life. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is uh, episode eight of Miserable and Reckless for Ryan and Dustin and Morgan uh, out there running errands, I guess, right now. <laughs> we'll see you next time.